This is just a smidge more with Brandy Henson. I'm Holly Stillings, and this is everything you want to know without an appointment. This is a weekly podcast where medical profession and real life collide. Hi, everyone. Hi. Welcome back. We're here for another episode of Just a Smidge More. I'm Holly Stillings. I'm Brandy. Brandy Henson. And we have Carrie McCoy here again today. Hi, everybody. Our mental health care RG contributor. We love it when she's here. Uh-huh. Yes. Our conversations go on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> and they have so many legs. It just goes. <laughs> so many tangents. Just, so many. do come back. I feel we like do, we come right? back. Yeah. Do we? I, I hope know. so. <laughs> I mean, listen. We're doing the best right. we can. That's right? true. So today we want to talk about imposter syndrome. Yes. This was my request. This was Brandy's <laughs> request. And doubting one's ability and fearing being exposed as fraud despite evidence of competence. Mm. Right? Yep. That's hmm. the clinical definition. Yeah. So Tell everyone why we're here today and discussing this. <laughs> Tell a story about it. And actually, after you started to talk about it, I was like, oh, my God, I have that, too. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I've heard I've heard of that before, like imposter syndrome, this or that. And I mean, everybody, I think everybody has some form of it, yep. some form of where you don't feel good enough or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I got invited to a conference in Austin and which you know, I love watching other injectors inject. I teach other injectors. I talk to other injectors. I I love it. Like I'm not intimidated. I think everybody brings something to the table. Patients are, you know, I always tell patients, even when they're new, like you're going to find your person and you're going to click. And, you know, that's a patient for me might not be a patient for someone else. Or if I don't click with them, I'll send them to someone that I think that they would. So I I never feel intimidated about that. There are a lot of injectors that will not talk to other injectors. They will not like, you know, share secrets. They won't do anything. I, I am not that way. But I got invited to this conference in Austin and it's with a doctor who actually came up with the MD codes for injecting cheek filler. Mm -hmm. So, um, and tell us a little bit about what, what is that? Basically, it's like a template of codes where they say that you should inject the filler. Okay. So this doctor, his name is Dr. Mauricio DeMaio. He came up with these codes. Um, He teaches all over the world and Allergan's having him come and teach like a head cadaver course, which I'm really excited about. And so and I love one of our friends was like, what's a cadaver? And we're like, <laughs> uh, bro. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe <laughs> Google it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe don't look at the photos. Uh-oh. Just Google right, the right. definition. Uh, uh, but bro. Anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, girl. So, so my immediate, like, I was super excited when I heard that. And then that, you know, she said, there's only 50 injectors in the country that are being invited to this. I, uh, my anxiety <laughs> automatically went through the room. Mm-hmm. Like, I was super excited for the cadaver course. Then, like, I'm only one of 50 people being invited. Wow. And then you kept trying to get out of it. Well, I literally, <laughs> this was my text message. So I literally just told Trav, I'm like, nope, I work all day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, next week. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have time to go. He's like, I don't think this is something that you could say no to do, like to going. <laughs> And so I was like, I'll just send Lexi or I'll send someone else. And they're like, they invited you. I'm like, well, I could send Lexi as me. Nobody's going to know me there. So I automatically got anxiety. And I, of course, said yes, moved all my patients, you know. And so we leave on Monday. 
I made Trav switch a shift so he could be my, he could fly with me and stay with me. He can't go to the conference because I tried to get him in, but he is going. So I was talking to our friend Michelle about it and she said, you have imposter syndrome. I'm like, what are you talking about? No, I don't. And I was like, you're right. I love it too, because she, she called you out. So just like gracefully and loving. It was just like, we were just standing there and she's like, you have imposter syndrome, don't you? And we're like, "Hmm." I was like, I I don't think so, but maybe. And then I was thinking about it when I went home and I, and I think that's what it is. And you know, I I know what I do for my patients is good. I know what I do for them is right. I know I'm a good injector. I know how to inject. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, being one of only 50 people, when they have these world-renowned injectors going, it makes me feel anxious. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what it is. So, yeah, I don't know. So I guess I do have imposter syndrome. So, you know, go ahead and tell me what's wrong with me. Carrie. But I think it's it makes sense. I think we all do that. It's like kind of like probably why we sabotage things because yeah. mm-hmm. we all have an inner critic, whether they call it imposter syndrome, everybody has an inner yeah. critic. And it's that voice in our head that says we're not good enough or that we're not capable enough. To me, imposter syndrome is a little bit bigger step than that. It's even if you have the qualifications for something, that voice is really loud and it's like they're going to find you out. You're going to be discovered. Why would they want to invite you? Right. And Mm -hmm. so then we sabotage because we're like, like you were trying to sabotage and you were like, I have to work Monday, Tuesday. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that your client patients will understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Lexi was even like, if this was me, you would a hundred percent make me go. Mm -hmm. And she's right. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. I would shove her right into going. Yes. So yeah, it's. So I think. So why do we do that? uh, Well, I think it's probably protection, right? Mm -hmm. We want to protect ourselves and we don't want to like have really big heads and think that we're just the most amazing people on on earth and grandiosity right Mm -hmm. like so you know I it's crazy making I totally get it I started teaching (laughs) it's my imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. story we're all going to share our (laughs) imposter syndrome confessions and I was like I always kind of dealt with the inner critic that says I'm not smart enough. And I've always kind of had that battle. Then I went to school and I have all this evidence that says otherwise, but I still have that voice. I will always have that voice that Mm -hmm. says, you're really not smart. They're going to figure you're they're going to figure you out. So this is how crazy I was. I was trying to think of every single question a Mm -hmm. student was going to ask me in my first class. Oh, really? So you knew how to answer it. Yeah. Every question. Like, first of all, Carrie, that's not even possible. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> but literally. But that was your protection. Because right? I would get so afraid. Yeah. I would be like, oh my gosh, what about this? Okay, let me look it up. And mm-hmm. it was like crazy, mate. I spent so much time prepping. Now, when students ask me, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. That's yeah. a good question. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of freedom in saying I don't know. It, it, yeah. I say it all the time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like to our kids, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like when you were saying that you're like maybe I do have imposter syndrome I kind of feel that way too I mean I I, there is something that is always like it is like a deserving thing like I think it's like do you deserve to be where you're at yeah 
And when I was working full time before I had kids and I would always I was telling Joel about this conversation that we were going to have today. And he was like, yeah, I remember how you used to always say thank you were getting laid off literally mm. for like 10 years. <laughs> I would You're always say this is right. it. This is it. And I would get promoted uh, or whatever. And it was like I always thought I was getting laid off. But oh my I, gosh, I, that was like a self-protection mechanism. Yep. Yep. So then if you did, you could say, see, I, I knew see, it. I knew it. Yeah. yeah. You know weird but that's true all of the unnecessary stress that you had to go through thinking you were going to lose your job yeah because you would have been fine that's the thing i know it's really weird i know and and i think a lot of people do it i do i think a lot of people do it and you know i've done therapy for years but the more that i look around like and, and you can almost see it in some people like where they're trying I don't know if it's protection or what but like where they're insecure where they have doubts they will cover it with something else Mm. whether it be like attitude whatever like bitchiness what whatever it is so Mm -hmm. true so overcompensating overcompensating it is interesting the more that I like look and watch people and you know I've worked with people in the ER you know good and bad doctors the good doctors are always nice the bad ones are usually always jerks because Mm -hmm. they don't want to be approachable because then they're afraid they're not going to know something that we're going to ask them Mm -hmm. right so uh, yeah it is interesting but I I didn't even realize that and and I think I went home and I was thinking about it and I was talking to Trav about it and I think even expanding this business I felt like that. Like mm-hmm. I'm I like I'm going to fall on my face. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going from one person to like 10 mm-hmm. in one space to like a 10 times bigger space. Like and then doing all these things. So I think if I didn't have people like you pushing me, Danae, like all these people pushing me in the right direction, I probably would have stopped because mm-hmm. I didn't think that I would make it. Yeah. So yeah, I think a lot of people feel like that. I really do. We were at a party recently and we were talking to this friend and they were having this inner like conflict about, you know, moving on to this next stage in their life. And and I was like, I think we're all there and we all just like have this self-doubt sometimes. But like, I think the people that really move forward in life learn to deal with that and just keep pushing. Yeah. And, you know, they have these like, I, I'm going to I'm going to say some really like different names out here that like usually are not on our podcast, but like Mark Wahlberg and Rob Deerdeck, you know who they are? Yeah. Okay. Well, for the listeners out there, if you don't know them, look them up, but they have these like tactics in their lives, right? For being these very accomplished uh, Mm. people and how they deal with their life, their patterns. And and they they call like the four o'clock club, which you are a part of, like because you it's these people who always wake up at like four o'clock. Mm. Hey, and I'm part of a club. Yeah, yeah. part of a club. You, you didn't, didn't even know, know it. I didn't even it. know it. And um, and actually, I was listening to Rob Deerdeck's po- podcast. And I saw that. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. Then pe- people will know what yeah. I'm talking about. I was like, Am I in my own here? But it's all about this creating this abundance vortex, right? Like these things that are coming to me. Like mm-hmm. I am self deserving of all mm-hmm. of this, and how hard that is to wrestle with sometimes inside of all of us yeah but you and you have this internal conflict like 
But if I put up, um, you know, I don't deserve anything. This is going to go bad. This is, we bring it on ourselves yeah, too. Closes like it off. Right? Yeah, it closes, closes it off. It's yeah. like I'm a magnet for everything good. Like, yeah. let's go. Yep. You know, and I think for high achievers such as you, you push through, you push through that self doubt because you know how to work, you're very smart. And and you make it happen. And mm. that dynamic inside of your brain is it's almost like a trap door. Like, mm. you know, if you go this way, you're golden. If you go this way, you're not. And yeah. like, you just got to keep pushing. Yeah, and that's why think, you have to go on the trip. But that's I, why you're going. Well, I am going. <laughs> Everything's booked whether I want to or not. Right. But I am excited to go. I just. It's you're going to have a blast. It's just the doubt. Right. Yeah. You know, there's all these injectors and then I'm like oh hi I'm Brandy from Redlands like that's how I feel yeah but even pushing through like how you said I'll always push through but that hasn't gone without my fair share of Of failures failures self-sabotage of course overcompensating Mm -hmm. so even though I push through like I still have done my fair share of those things of course we all have but that's so much better that you're even acknowledging the mistakes because that helped you grow and like if if full imposter syndrome especially if we're trying to overcompensate we'll be like oh I don't do that yeah Mm -hmm. like oh no that I I don't ever and it's like really you sure about that wait so if people can't see their shortcomings then are they do they have imposter syndrome or are they narcissists Yeah, well, I I mean, obviously, we're talking about two separate things. But I think if we're talking about the person that isn't aware that, like, like Brandy, you, you spoke about mm-hmm. earlier, that like, they're not willing, they're guarded. And you're like, what? I, that doesn't feel right. Yeah. They're like the, the doctors that mm-hmm. are rude, and, and they're not really the best doctors, yeah. right? It's like they're trying to protect themselves from you mm-hmm. knowing, seeing who they really are. To me, an imposter syndrome is we're actually very aware of that voice inside of our head that said, you suck. You know, you what, know I mean? what though? Sometimes I feel like in order to have mental breakthroughs with things, it's great to just identify it. Yes. Like this is this. Yes. And sometimes that's half the battle. I agree. Yeah. And I feel like with you and your whole back and forth with <laughs> this trip, I was almost I like every I was just like, to get really? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I just, I don't get it, but I get it. You're human. And this is a basic human thing. And a lot of people have it. Yeah. And I think it's a really big deal. I think that it is an honor to be one of the 50 invited. It is. A hundred percent. But, and I do think that everybody feels this way over one thing or another. Yeah. But, and then I went home. I was like, wait, when Michelle told, said that, I was like, wait, where else have I had imposter syndrome? In my <laughs> You're like, my, my life just went to imposter <laughs> yeah, syndrome. Yeah, my entire life. Yeah. So, and, and I was thinking about it. And that's when I, was it yesterday morning? Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, we're going to talk about imposter syndrome. <laughs> we're going to do a little mini series of all these issues. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. true. When you were talking about this, I was like, okay, like I could go back in my life and think about all these different little things mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, yeah. But I think I also get superstitious, like where if you think you're going to, uh, then it's not going to happen. Or you know what I mean? You I, have to put good juju out there. have to put good juju yeah. out there. You yeah. really do. And you should absolutely be going to this. 
No, I know. And you're gonna I'm love excited. It. I'm it's very gonna excited be really to fun. go. But even now, like if I talk about it, it makes me anxious. Oh. And I'm not that person right. to be like that. Right. So then what are the tricks around that, Carrie? Well, what are I, the mental mindset that you have to have going into I this? I don't think it's something we'll absolutely overcome because that would be like saying we like get rid of our shadow side or our inner mm -hmm. critic like yeah. that it will always be there I think it's something exactly what you're doing talking about it it loses its power right I think yeah. that's because you have to be aware of it mm -hmm. and I actually talk to my students about it I talk about imposter syndrome and so they probably thought oh she thinks she's confident she's so mm -hmm. energetic mm -hmm. and then when I'm real with them I think it actually makes me feel better like I don't have to pretend yeah like yeah you know what I mean and it changes the whole class vibe so I think there's something even us talking about it right now we all identify with something that mm -hmm. we felt like an imposter right? yeah. mm -hmm. totally feel like a phony or fraud so I think being honest positive affirmations really kind of came up when you guys were talking like I know that they always say like say positive affirmations but you might have to like lie to yourself and fake it till you make it like I am good enough or I am deserving mm -hmm. of getting invited to this like I'm open to the experience you know what I mean like receiving those things do you know what I just took a picture of November affirmations oh just for the month of November. Nice. <laughs> do you want me to read them too? Yes. Read them. Okay granted these did come from Kendall Jenner. <laughs> Okay. All right. Whatever. <laughs> She's successful. So, you know, I mean. Okay, read your right? list. Okay, so here's my list. I'm in charge of my faith. I'm present in my mind and body. Mm. I'm a brilliant creator. I am in a state of renewal. I am at peace with my imperfections. I am making my dreams a reality. I am the savior I have been searching for. I am honest with myself. I am turning my shoulders into must. That's a weird one. I don't really get that one. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Oh, shoulders <laughs> or shoulds? Oh, shoulds. Okay. You I was like, maybe it's shoulds because then it's like you're changing, you're reframing that because you don't, it. you shouldn't yeah. should on yourself. You should right? not should on yourself. <laughs> That's why <laughs> I'm dying. That's why when you said oh shoulders, God, I was like, what? So <laughs> Please don't shit on yourself. <laughs> okay. Anyways. We don't have to make this rated R because no. we said S H O U L D. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. I am cool under pressure. I am cultivating meaningful relationships. I am leveling up one choice at a time. Ooh. I am always mm -hmm. growing. I am always enough just as I am. So anyways, she got this from We the Urban, but I just, it doesn't matter what form you get it in. Exactly. I just like that. I like to take pictures of things because it's just a reminder exactly. of what affirmations yeah. are. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that's good. So turn you go your back shoulds and read into those? must. I <laughs> shoulds into must. I do. I go back and read them. I send them to my husband. I don't know. I just love all this well, stuff. Well, you so. can even put it like on your bathroom mirror. Mm -hmm. You know, there is like a type yeah. of therapy called mirror therapy where you look in the mirror and for like five minutes, you have to say like things that you love about yourself. And that's not always easy for oh, us that to would, do. Yeah, that would be awkward. See, I can yeah. see your face, Brandy. You're like, uh, nah. <laughs> if you can see my face, I got too much movement. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but those things are so beneficial because if you think about the critic inside your head, exactly, it playing a reverse role. Exactly. I mean, we only live one life, right? Yes. Life is short. Yep. You got to soak it up. But mm-hmm. all of the and things. And you got to take the risks. Exactly. But yeah. all of the things that I'd look in the mirror and say, you probably wouldn't even see on me. That's yeah. what's so interesting, yeah. right? Yeah. But then when I look in the mirror, the first thing I'm doing is criticizing everything that I don't like versus what do you like about yourself? Yeah. Yeah. So that is like kind of a tool that you can use reframing these things. Okay, you don't feel that confident in that, but can you work through that and prove to yourself that you are good enough? Because I'm, when I started teaching, I wasn't an imposter. I didn't buy my degrees online and like mm-hmm. all of a sudden I'm like lying and yeah. I'm just phony, but I feel yeah. like it. That's yeah. what's so crazy. So I think the other thing is ask yourself, what evidence do you have? So like Brandy's situation, like when you first said, that what evidence do you have that you're not supposed to be there like you were invited mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah. yeah through your work you were invited yes so yeah. those are all major stepping stones exactly. to get to where you're at yeah I agree <laughs> I, I agree I think it's true and it's gonna be great for your business yeah either way I it will like- be fun and I actually really enjoy doing cadaver trainings and I I try to do them yearly the last two years I've done them online which is not the same no. do they always do them on cadavers um yeah, I mean you can do other trainings but it's mostly on cadavers uh-huh yeah. interesting I mean that's my favorite way to take them because even online even though they're you know, going through the tissue layers, unless you're there and you can actually see and move the tissue layers, you actually don't realize how superficial things actually are, oh. like the vessels and the, you know, arteries you need That's to stay away point. from. And so, and a lot of times when people are asking me on Instagram, like, you know, nurses or PAs or whoever that want to be injectors, what what classes do I take? And I always tell them a cadaver course. Like mm-hmm. I think out of everything, you can read a book, you can go to a class about Botox. See a picture. But you yeah. have to like to do a cadaver course, you are there, you are moving the tissue, you are seeing where things are actually at. It's different really than good. looking at Is it. Is it in a, a full body or do they just use like a head? They usually do just the head. Okay. I mean when I was in school they had full full cadaver like mm-hmm. full cadavers but right. so you, know. you just are working on a head just a head hmm. wow. Yeah. wow but a lot of cadaver courses they will have whole bodies yeah. but it just depends i mean for me i'm mainly working on the face mm-hmm. yeah right? that makes i mean sense. that's the majority of what i do mm-hmm. um but like when i was in anatomy and physiology we did the whole cadaver like the yeah. whole like we looked at everything so um so I think that, and I always loved that. I always felt like that was the best because I'm a very visual learner. Mm-hmm. Me too. I can read something 50 million times, but if you showed me something one time or showed me on a cadaver, I, I have it. Like it's mm. it's in my head. So I always think those are the best. So this is just to closures. Like how you would close an open wound? Is that the no, focus? No, 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 no. This one, they go through like where all the vasculature in the face is, where, you know, they'll show you if you inject filler in this, like, you know, they'll flip the tissue back and say, if you injected filler into this plane of the tissue, oh, what you're it not in like. the right tissue. Yeah. Like you're not in the right plane. But you so can actually like see. This. So you can actually flip the tissue and look inside as wow. they're injecting. Hmm. So it's, it's amazing interesting. Yeah. that people even like donate so yeah. that we can 
can know the things that we know. That's pretty amazing. It's amazing. It really is. Because when, you know, and I always hated before I had taken my first cadaver course when people would say, oh, it's subdermal. Okay, well, how deep is that? Because it's going to probably be different on each person, right? So then when you're flipping the tissue on the cadaver, you could see like, okay, you have about this much thickness or this, you know, much tissue, and then you're in the subdermal plane. Mm -hmm. So you can actually go through and see the different planes. Will you be giving these people cheek fillers? Um, I don't know. So, so do they do but like they those do. type of different mm-hmm. procedures? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. And it's good because, I mean, what you want to avoid when you're doing filler and things like that in the face is you don't want to give someone a vascular occlusion. You don't want to inject right. it in a vessel. You don't want to blind somebody. You don't want to, mm. you know, so, and, you know, there's a deviation from person to person where the anatomy is actually your vasculature is. So, you know, when I had my vascular occlusion a few weeks ago, where I was in her lip, there shouldn't have been vessels. I aspirated with no blood and I injected the most minuscule amount of filler and I just watched it blanch right up her mm-hmm. nose. So, I mean, I always tell injectors, even when I teach them, be scared. If you're fully confident when you're injecting filler mm-hmm. and you're not a little nervous or you're not nervous when you're injecting high risk areas, this is probably not the job for you. Mm. Because if you're overconfident, something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, something's going to, I mean, something right. could happen anyway. Yeah. But, if you know, when I do higher risk areas like noses or glabellas, that's the highest risk for blindness and vascular yeah, occlusions I've in the heard face. That. I'm a snail, and you have to have a real good reason for me to want to inject those two areas. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the you know, we talk about blindness because it is a real risk yeah. in those areas. So, um, so yeah, so. That's really cool. You're going to have a lot of fun. I, I, know. I love this. Like, I am literally a what, nerd. What do you think you're most afraid of? Or maybe it's not fear. I, I shouldn't even put that. But, like, if it gives you anxiety when you think about it, what do you, like, lean into that, right? Like, what do you think that's really about? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Yeah. I just feel like and maybe being in a place with a lot of people that I don't know. Okay. If I'm that really having sense. to think about it. Like, do you picture it in your head? Like what it's going to look like? Or I like, picture it in my head how, what it's going to look like for you. Like? like, I feel like you're going to go into like, um, like a hotel, like auditorium, not like auditorium. That's the wrong word, but like a meeting hall. And then they'll have all these heads. That's why I asked <laughs> if there was like a body and a head. They'll have all these heads on these tables with like white, um, sheets mm. and like everyone will be in their different scrubs from their different areas of the world or dressed up you can dress up i'm not dressing up i'm wearing scrubs or dressed up i bet they'll all wear scrubs i mean you gotta work you have to tell us because we have our visual we have that's my visual of it you know and then they're gonna bring you like a like box sandwiches and lunches from like paneras (laughs) (laughs) i was picturing it more like a medical center not the hotel that's funny like with the overhead lights and it's bright and like like an or room yeah like yeah (laughs) you guys have wild imagination oh i have my whole visual down for you and like you're walking in by yourself because they say you are not allowed to go with anybody and you're not allowed to take any pictures yeah yeah so Mm -hmm. Okay, so <laughs> we have our idea. Do you get a visual, like, what it's going to look like? And does it give you any, like, emotions no, behind it? not okay. really. I don't. I, She's like, I'm canceling my trip. <laughs> Thanks, guys. It's a real helpful podcast. <laughs> I should do these more often. Um, no, I actually don't. 
So I don't yeah. know. Now I have to go home and, and you think go about three it. full days. No, it's only one day. Oh, okay. so we're flying out Monday. I did make Trav make reservations. We're going to Uchi <gasps> on Monday Ooh. night. And then if you're ever in the Austin area and then go Tuesday, there for dinner. It's amazing. Tuesday, the conference is like nine to like six or seven oh, okay. or something. And then we'll fly home Wednesday. Okay. So you guys are going to have a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. I mean, I think you have to sometimes we get into these systems of our lives where, you know what? I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to do mm-hmm. this. We'll just do this. It's easier to do this. But you do have to push yourself. And I'm always totally talking to, for myself, it's too. easy to do what's comfortable, right? Oh, like, it's I'm nice 100% and cozy right here in my office. Play I love safe. a schedule. I love a routine schedule for myself. Yeah. Like, that is the best. Yeah. I love it. I feel so comfortable. I get it. I totally get that. But with, I think the cool thing that you mentioned earlier is that you have support, Brandy. Yeah. And I think if people, people need to talk to people who know them and then say, like, they push you. Like, yeah. we need that reminder. You didn't yeah. want to hear that when they said, that's not something you can't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like that they said that. I'm going to start yeah. using that. Because it's sort of like, oh, you didn't really have a choice, honey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's what Trav said. He was like, because uh, uh, I had all sorts of excuses right. immediately. And he's like, I don't think that you can really say no to but that. That's a good I was kind of surprised. This is a good opportunity yeah. for you. I was kind of surprised that you had that take on it. That was a different side of you that I have not seen. And I was kind of surprised because you're very confident and you always... Yeah, but I'm confident where I'm coming from. And yeah. you're going, you're always going 100 miles an hour, like down the road, you know? So <laughs> I was really surprised to see you like push back on that, but I'm glad you're going. Yeah, me too. Me I too. am glad that I'm going. And I think. And you do need friends that push you. You know, they yeah. said yeah. someone recently told us this quote and me and my husband are like, wow, that's just like stuck in our head now. But like they say, look at your friends and look at your feet. Fu- that will be your future. Yeah. No. And well, our pastor says you turn into the top three. Yes. You will turn into your top three friends. Interesting. So choose your friends wisely. Yep. Because if there's things that you really don't like about your friend, mm-hmm. you tend to take on those mm-hmm. tendencies. Attributes. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... And Austin is like one of the greatest we cities so ever. We had so much fun it's when we went to Austin. Austin. Yeah. The last time we went to Austin, it was our husband's 40th birthday party. Oh, and yeah. fun. It was so much fun. It was hilarious. It was so much fun. I love that. Maybe uh, we go back to Austin for their 50th. Maybe we oh. should. That's a great, that's what we're doing. That's, I think we should just plan it. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. like it. It was so much fun. Austin's the best. And you guys are going to have a blast and you're going to do awesome. And yeah. self-fulfilling prophecy. No, I think no, there's no. going to be so many amazing opportunities that you're not even going to be aware of. And you meet so many different people. That's exactly like, it. You meet so many different people from so many yeah. walks of life that you would never know. And all of those people are just influential. Yeah. And they're smart. Yeah. No, I like to meet people because I feel like I meet new patients all the time. But I like, I don't know, I'm just cozy and comfy here. Yeah. Right. When you go into your um, like the patients come here to meet me, you would call this a seminar or what would you call it? A conference, a conference. When you go into your conference, are you going to go? Hello, Molly. No, I'm not. I'm going to like speak to the back of the room and sit down. That's what she says with her patients a lot. But no, she doesn't even know she says it. That's so cute. (laughs) But here, like patients come to see me like, yeah, you know, in your space, in my space where I'm comfortable. Yes. Yeah. Like I'm going to another state. Which I've never traveled out of state to go to a conference before. Uh, you should try to wear a different color. 
really switch things up. I think you really lost your mind. <laughs> <laughs> what if you showed up and you had like red or like, I don't know, blue that, scrubs that on? Happen. I know. It's just so funny, though. It would be hilarious. She's literally lost her mind. Carrie, what if she did that? What would that mean, like, psychologically? Because she always wears black. Like, yeah. what would that mean? I think it would be like you're trying to, like, show a different side. Flip or, the like, switch. Yeah. I, that's probably why I only you suggested have a black it. side. Yeah, I know. That's what, that's what I wear. I know. But I think something that you can do is if it really comes up, like the closer it gets, is just acknowledging like what you're feeling. And then like I asked you earlier, like lean into it and ask yourself, so what do, what do I think is the worst thing that could happen? And then going back to that question, what evidence do I have that that's even going to happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And usually if we lean into it, we'll be like, oh, that's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, and that is, I know in my head, I'm yes. making it way more than it actually is yep because i am excited to go good but i would like to go in the comfort of my little yeah. office right yeah. like just where my people yeah. are yeah like, can you bring the camera the here? Yes. can we do it here, here. <laughs> we'll order panera uh, <laughs> jersey mike uh, whatever you guys want and yeah but i mean i think i do think that everybody has that and i i'm a people watcher i always have i love to watch people me too like i could go to disneyland and just sit on the bench mm-hmm. and just watch people yeah I make up stories about their lives. Like, I, I mean, just, you know. Yeah, but I love it. I do think that everybody has insecurities. And I think mm-hmm. they all come out in different ways. Yeah. Is insecurities imposter syndrome? I don't know that it would be the one in the same. I Maybe a form. Yeah, I do see it as like a form, but like we can have kind of little insecurities, right? Like about it, like I said, our facial features or something. Mm-hmm. And imposter syndrome to me is more like it, like in a profession or something that we have to put ourselves out there. Mm-hmm. And then we think or we tell ourselves that everybody's going to find us out. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. to me, I guess I see it as a little bit different because insecurities is, well, I don't want them to hear that. I play with my hair or, you know what I mean? Where imposter syndrome to me just feels like a specific, I think, insecurity of this specific, um, you know, field or whatever. Mm -hmm. People are going to discover who I am. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Yeah, it totally does. I mean, I've even heard Trav say things like about work because he's a medical director. Like, yeah. And he's the smartest person I know. Travis is so smart. Like, I mean, there is nobody else better for his job but him. He's incredible. But but that's what I'm saying. Like it in, I guess it's maybe insecurity in our voice. I guess we all have an inner voice that is now. Do you think your childhood could be directly related to the level of imposter syndrome that you have? That's a very good question. I mean, I thought so, but (laughs) I thought I would ask that. But I think that's probably actually where it comes from. Right. Like my smart enough started in school and uh, you know, I, it's not that I wasn't smart enough, but I wasn't doing well in school because of the circumstances. I won't get into all that. Mm -hmm. that. But like as a kid, I identified that as me. Something's wrong with me. And so despite getting these degrees and proving to myself, I still had that little girl inside of me that said, you're still not smart. People are still going to know who you are. Does that make sense? So Mm -hmm. I absolutely think it comes from those experiences that's fascinating it's a good question and how much how much boundary do we put on our own self 
to kind of, I, I don't know if boundary is the right word, but how many stipulations do we put like on mm. ourselves to not move forward yeah. with things that maybe you should? And then do you self-sabotage to the degree that you're starting over like on this or whatever it is? Yeah. Absolutely. Because it's self-talk, it's self-sabotage, it's whatever. But if you are around healthy people, those Mm -hmm. three people we talked about, they're going to tell you do it. Yeah. Do it. Or at least get you to maybe think in a different way. And then maybe you'll you'll change some things, pivot and persevere. But good friends are going to be like, look, I totally think you can do this. I think you're really just shooting yourself in the foot or whatever. And you only live once, right? Yes. Life is short. Exactly. It is. And like it goes by in a second it does so might as well just go for it yeah that's true now i know narcissists are a whole separate category but don't you think that they have some form of imposter syndrome or deep-seated and they're they're doing like the opposite to compensate for it exactly that's what i think like they have such deep-seated insecurities that they literally, and maybe it's a lie that they have to tell themselves to be able to live with them. So I, I yeah. don't know. Yep. But don't you think that they have some form of imposter syndrome? I really do. Mm-hmm. I think most narcissists probably either were mistreated yeah. or they um, they were they felt like they were this big. You know, mm-hmm. they felt like they were little, and so they're trying to prove to the world that they're good enough. And it, it's so sad, actually, because yeah. they're doing it in a way that isn't healthy. Yeah, it's yeah. not healthy. People aren't really like keen to it. People don't. People are usually repelled by that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they're wanting this, but it's like a facade. And it's like let's just be real. But for actual narcissists, I don't. They never will be. No. Yeah. They'll never go to therapy. Can a narcissist <laughs> ever be healed? No. Really? No. Wow. It's a personality disorder. It is pervasive throughout their life. Now, so like people will ask me, students will be like, I think I'm a narcissist. And I'm like, you're not because you're asking if you're a narcissist. Right, yeah. right. If you have to ask if you're a narcissist, <laughs> you're, you're not one. We yeah. can have tendencies, but yeah. no, I mean, really, unless I guess there's like a huge breakthrough, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Or like, But that would have to be them being vulnerable. Exactly. Yes, right. that's a good point. So isn't mental health so fascinating? I, yeah. I love it. Me too. Isn't I'm that good? fascinated. <laughs> but I'm was, going back to school. Was, I'm going to do my, this. Do now. Literally in PA school, when I did my psych rotation, I diagnosed everybody I knew. And yeah. I am sure that I had half of those. Like in your in life? The, like in your like life family? Well, or yeah, like in like the psychiatric ward? You're reading this. You're like, oh my gosh, yeah. could this be me? Like, yeah. Are, yeah. Like, is this like, and then I would literally diagnose everybody <laughs> I knew. I teach abnormal psych and I tell people that it's normal if you diagnose yourself or you're trying to it's normal if you diagnose your family yeah. you're trying to conceptualize i'm like but please don't be afraid that you can't have that many diagnoses yeah, <laughs> yeah right you can't have the whole what's DSM the limit book, what's okay? the number limit of diagnosis that one person can have <laughs> five i don't know I mean, yeah. like five you get ten. two you can pick two you can two. two that's what you should do put all the ones in a bowl that you right. think you have and yes. you can draw two a month exactly. yeah two a month <laughs> then you have to replace them. that's right that's that's right. And this month, you're imposter syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hope that's the only one I have. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. we've got more than that, but I better, that's okay. I better get my bowl get out. Get the bowl out. <laughs> but I think it's such a healthy response that you wanted to talk about it because how
how many people are out there that are going to listen to this that are like, oh my gosh, I go through that too. And totally. So we don't feel alone. Well, that's why we do talk about this on this podcast, because in our life, we're getting older yeah. and we're becoming a lot. I think you get older and you get more realistic. Yeah. Like, or real. What's yep. the word I'm looking for? You know, yeah. you just learn from yeah. your youth and what it did and you know yeah. just everything yeah. you learn like we don't have to do that anymore no and yeah. i talking about it is so freeing and yeah. it's so nice it is and yeah. it's really nice to know that someone else is experiencing it and if it's if it just brings that little 10 percent of peace into someone's mind that who's listening that's what we wanted to do so yeah it's yeah. great yeah. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Well, thank you, Carrie. Thank you. Another great episode with Carrie McCoy, thank our you. mental health contributor. <laughs> Until next time, have a great day. Bye. Bye.